Welcome listeners to episode 37 of the Running Guide podcast, where I aim to provide informative content and interviews with elite athletes and health professionals from around the world, like in today's episode, where I'm chatting to a runner from Bendigo who's been consistently racing at the pointy end of both track and road over the last few years, following his dominance at cross-country nationals. And with World Cross in March and World Champs and Com Games stacked closely next year, opening up the possibility of more team spots, I'm sure he'll be working towards earning one or more green and gold singlets. Welcome to the Running Guy Podcast, Andy Buchanan. How are you uh, going, thanks, Andy? Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good, good. I'm uh, looking forward to chatting running for a bit with you. Fantastic. That's what it's about, mate. Um, AV relays yesterday, is that right? Yeah, yep, yep. So I'm pretty bit tired today. I forgot how much of a big day it is, um, especially driving driving down from Bendigo. So all those those city slickers in Melbourne, they, they get in their cars for half an hour and travel out to Jales, Jales Park, whereas for us, it's two and a half hours. So it's a, uh, it's a big day, but it's uh, very grateful and thankful that um, that these races are able to kick off again. We kind of missed it all last year through COVID. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it was an awesome day out and so good to be, um, good to be back on the grass. Yeah, yeah. Is that sort of like round one of the cross-country series or...? Yes, yes. So okay. there's, I think there's about, there's about eight races, yeah. eight or ten races, um, and they're kind of every. Oh, it probably averages out to about once, uh, one every month, give or take. There's a few that are two a two a month, um, and it's really good. It's like, just the depth um, is crazy, and they've they've got a really good grading system where there's the Premier Division, then Div Two, and all that kind of stuff, and similar to like the like the Premier League and all that stuff with relegation and promotion. So you need to finish at the top or and you get promoted up up a divot up a division. So uh, yeah. yeah, we're currently in Div Two, so we're um we're pretty motivated to get into Div One next year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's really good fun actually. Tell us the Benigo Bats, is it? Yeah, the I think <laughs> I reckon they're the most the most famous uh, AV yeah. cross country team going around. I think everyone knows about the Benigo Bats. So um yeah, it's it's quite funny. I remember a few years ago, Brady. Um, I think everyone kind of knows Brady. He uh. He was the first person I heard that I can remember that that said the bats, and it's uh we've got a park here in Bendigo. It's called Roslyn Park, and really nice park. Um, and probably yeah, five years ago, all these um fruit bats uh kind of invaded the park, and everyone in Bendigo hated it because that smell, that'd be really noisy, yeah. and there's the th- like there's thousands of them, like happens a fair bit, I think, and um. And yeah, for some reason, Brady just thought, oh yeah, we'll, we'll call ourselves the Benigo Bats. And then it just kind of, um, just got a bit of momentum. And then, um, yeah, now everyone knows us as the Bats. So we've, uh, we've kind of embraced that and it's, it's good fun, like running such a, such an individual sport. But, um, yeah, we had, we had six guys in a team yesterday, all, all running for each other and all getting around the Bats. So it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's us, the Bats. Yeah, I was having a look at it. Like the, the divs go all the way down to like div seven and div eight, and then they have yep. like over forties and over fifties. So it's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's we like I know I'm we're super lucky in Victoria with Athletics Victoria. They do a tremendous job for the sport, um, and the opportunities that we get in Victoria, like it just doesn't happen in a lot of other states. Um, like in Victoria, one I think they were the first the first state to really get on top of this live stream kind of stuff. And yeah. now it's like every, every race you expect there to be a live stream and you're like, go back two years ago. Like that would, that would never have happened kind of thing. So um, yeah, we're really lucky in Victoria to have AV and it's um, they provide the, the awesome races and then everyone supports that and comes out and it's um, like, that's the thing. I'm sure there would have been over a thousand runners yesterday all running on the same course 
um, every, all, everyone having a crack and then there's the men and the women and there's all the juniors as well. So it's a, it's a massive day. And like these, these AV, um, officials, they do, they do a great job because it's not an easy, easy event to put on. So it's, um, yeah, we're really lucky here in, here in Victoria. Yeah, for sure. So, so Prems and, and Div, Div 2 did six by six K as you said. So is six K one yeah. lap or is that a couple of laps or? Nah, yeah, so it's two laps. Okay. So it's a, um, it's actually a new, it's a new course um, this year because they've have actually built a uh, a playground in the middle of where we used to run. Right. So um, it was a bit of a new course, which is good fun. Um, kind of not really knowing what it's like and um, and all that. So it was it was two by three loop. Uh, sorry, two by three k loops. Um, yeah. Wished. Yeah, I don't know. It's good and bad. You kind of you get around the first loop. You're like, oh yeah, I'm feeling alright. And then all of a sudden you notice hills that weren't there on the first lap and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. but it's really like really good supporting wise because it's um it was a few kind of squiggly lines and U turns and that kind of stuff. So you can easily get around and yeah. and support your team and see how everyone's going. So yeah. So is that dirt, grass, or both? Or yeah, nah, it was all grass. Okay. Um, yeah. Actually, quite quite long grass, especially like well, I ran first. Um, whereas once the say the fifth and sixth runners were going, it was like, um, yeah, it was very obvious where the running line was because yeah, okay. um, so many people had ran on it. So, mm. yeah, it was all, all grass and then just the odd little um, bitumen path that you kind of had to take one or two steps over. So, yeah, okay. yeah it was um, it was very different being on the grass and just, I don't know, every every so often you'd kind of half roll your ankle just because there's a bit of a pothole or yeah. something like that. So it's, um, no, I really, really enjoyed getting back on the grass and, um, and not doing not doing laps and not thinking about splits and all that kind of stuff. So, it was, yeah, it was really good fun. Yep, yep. So the slower divs go before you, is that right? And you go later in the day or is it the other way? Nah, so, well, this year they actually did it slightly different. Normally, the all the divisions, men and women, line up on the line and it starts with Div 1 and then Div 2 are 15 metres behind that and then Div 3 are another 1,500 metres behind that. Okay. Sorry, 15 metres. And then the women and then the Div, like, so it's all staggered. Yeah. Um, so okay. if you look at the start line, the start line's actually like 100 metres long with like hundreds of people on it. So it's it's pretty impressive. Whereas yesterday they seemed to have, I think there was about three or four divisions. And then two minutes later, they started the rest of them. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's quite different. And it's quite different for me. I normally run first leg um, and I'm kind of working hard to catch the guys in front. So they kind of start with a 15, with a 15 metre head start kind of thing yep. so that's um just creates something a bit different which is good fun so and how'd the team go overall yeah well we we went really well actually so we finished second overall okay. but uh right. av have this funny thing where they you can only it's only the premier division teams that get medals so even though we finished we finished second we didn't get the second medal because we weren't in premier division even though we ran exactly the same course yep. exactly the same amount of people so i don't know that's that's one of their rules and that's fair enough but um now we ran really really well it's the highest bendigo's ever ever finished mm-hmm. um and that's like saint stephen's one and they've got ben buckingham and Stuart mcswain in their yeah. team so it's like that's, that's pretty that's, solid yeah it's pretty solid yeah and we've got we've got a, a team full of guys that are from either bendigo or achuka so kind of the bendigo area so we're really proud of that um there's obviously a lot of um, a lot more depth in Melbourne, but I think we're um, we're batting well above our average, which is good. So yeah. uh, we were stoked with the with the team result. Any idea what your um, average was for that 36k amongst you all? 
Oh, that's a good question. I I know that results are out, but I think there's a few little gremlins in the results because there's some pretty funny times. But I reckon uh, for the 6K legs, I reckon our average time would have been about 19 minutes. Right, okay. Um, between between the six of us, yeah. I reckon. You're guessing 310, yeah, 315, yeah? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we we're, we we're pretty handy, and it was we actually had a really consistent team. Um, like yeah. I think I ran, I ran seventeen thirty. I think our next fastest was about nineteen nineteen thirty or a nineteen forty. I think, and then we had a fair few guys high high nineteens or very uh, low twenties. So everyone did really well. So it was um, that's the thing. That's it's tricky because you can't just rely on your superstars because say even if I ran really well it's still your fifth and sixth runner is nearly just as important as your top runner because yeah. you need that you need a really good team and that's the um that's the great thing about xcr it's not just one or two good runners you need a really good group throughout the yeah. whole winter season so yeah, right. aggregate um, score and all six have got to finish yeah, exactly so it's all about mm. it's all about how how good the the team is not just one or two guys really kind of test that depth and how far were you behind uh, St Stephen's yet? Um, they're a I don't know they're an interesting club they they have got a lot of they've got a really strong history so they've been around for for ages and they kind of battled um, and the great thing about the XCR grading system is I think they battled and they probably got down to div three or div four because if you don't fill the team yeah. you just every year you're dropping a division. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they had a resurgence probably, yeah, three or four years ago. Um, and then they kind of got some momentum and then got a lot of guys running for them. And now they're the kind of the team to beat. Um, yeah. So I think we finished probably off the top of my head, maybe two and a half minutes behind them, yep. Um, yep. which isn't too bad. Like when you're like, Stewie's a bloody, he's a freak. So sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, I thought we did pretty well. Did Stewie have the fastest uh, 6K of the day? No, he didn't. Um, so it's it's quite interesting, I think, because Stewie ran seventeen thirty eight, I think. Um, so I ran seventeen thirty, yep. but in the results page, it's got Liam Adams as running seventeen oh one, which I'm I'm not sure on that. That's a that's a lot faster. Know, Liam, yeah, that's it's a lot faster. But yeah. if anyone anyone was to pull it out, it'd be Liam because <laughs> yeah. he's a he's a bloody freak. So yeah. I don't know. They've their t- the timing system it's very different to a a standard race or whatever where everyone starts at the same time because there's all that kind of stuff so i know there is um they had a lot of issues putting the results up last night so i think they're they're provisional at the moment um yep. so i'm, okay. I'm kind of hanging out to see because there's always a bit of competition as to who gets the fastest time for the day yeah, but um yeah, if sure. liam's ran that that's i don't know that's bloody impressive it's but um who's he run yeah for? i don't he runs for Athletics Essendon. Okay. Um, so yep. they are they used to be a premier team, and then yep. they've just struggled with numbers. Um, he's yep. kind of been holding them up. So they're actually in Div Two. Yeah. Okay. Um, with us yep. as well. So I think they finished they finished mid pack. Yep. So for you to get up to uh into into prem, do you have to have to wait to the end of the season, or can you actually get up there like halfway through the season if you're racing really well, or how's that work? Yeah, nah, so you have to wait till the end of the season, yep. so it doesn't matter what you do throughout the season. Okay. Um, yep. And then, so to get into Premier, you, uh, the top the top team in Div 2 goes up, um, and the bottom team from Premier comes down. So okay. just looking at the results from yesterday, Ballarat region are in a bit of strife. They finished, um, I've got the results up, so St. Stephen's, their overall time was one fifty an hour 51. Mm. Uh, Ballarat region was 2 hours 17. Uh, wow. So they finished. They finished ten minutes behind wow. the second last second last team, uh, and then our time was one 
one hour 53. Mm. Um, so Ballarat will need to, but this is a good thing. It doesn't matter how you go in the first. Yeah. Like you can have you can have a great result the first round, but there's there's another ten rounds to go. Yeah, so yeah. um but at the moment Ballarat could possibly be, be relegated to Div two and then would get put up at the end of yeah. the year. So Yeah, well there'll be some good banter getting thrown around over that, that's for sure. Oh heaps. <laughs> Heaps and heaps, which is great. That's I don't know. I really enjoy it. Sure. And it's 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 friendly competition, yeah. And it's it's yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. exciting. So yeah. it's, it's I think it's great for athletics. Yeah. No, it's, it is right. And like you said, AV, no one's got anything like that. And uh, I see a lot of guys who um, I race against, and they come out of the uh, AV season cross country, and they're just so strong running into like a could be Melbourne Marathon or whatever it might be, but just yep. racing all yep. all. Because as you know, it's it's so hard, and you know if anything's going to strengthen you up, it's running that cross country. So um, yes. yeah, to come out of the season um, straight into a, into the back of a marathon um, build up or something, it, it always seems to work really well for those guys. So yeah, that's what yeah. I did last year. I um, because I'm in like in Bendigo, I I I train with a group, but a lot of my running is done by myself. Well, it was last year. This year I'm. I'm lucky. I've got um, I've got two boys that I coach, and they're actually getting pretty speedy now, so they can kind of keep up for for parts of the um, of the session. But last year, I used the well, two years ago. Sorry, I keep forgetting about COVID. But I used the AV XCR races as kind of like hard sessions where I can actually push myself a bit more, and um, yeah, did tremendous things for my fitness. So it's it's really it's a really good um, kind of good spot to get fit, and you know you're always going to have a race, no matter yeah. like if you're a 30 minute 10k runner or a 40 minute there's always going to be people around you and those same people rock up to the same race two weeks later so you're kind of like oh yeah they got me last time i'm keen to get them this time and all that kind of stuff so it's yeah it's good yeah definitely and and, yeah and it keeps you accountable because like if you know we always find something more on on race day and if you were just to go out and do a tempo run or something it's it's nowhere near the same as as racing so um yeah. yeah gets the adrenaline going and all that exactly exactly Let's look at your PBs now. Out of all the um the guests on the show, yeah. I've never seen a two hundred yeah. meter time there on World Athletics. So interested <laughs> to have, have a look at that. Um, and it's it's also um the same day as around your eight hundred meter PB. So this is um seventeenth of March two thousand eighteen over there in Sacramento. So so the two hundred yeah. you've ran a twenty three oh nine and the eight hundred a one fifty four sixteen. So what's that little journey all about? Yeah, no, that's not actually me. So that. I get this a little bit. So that's some other Andrew Buchanan. Oh, uh, so that no, is not me. It. I have I have never, ever <laughs> done a race that requires starting from blocks, uh, which is good because I think I'd actually be slower out of them than, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Okay. than if I just did the normal start. So that's that's not me. So yeah, okay. um, gotcha. I, don't, I don't know who that guy is, but I actually <laughs> okay. get that a fair bit and say, geez, that's actually a... People say to me, "That's a pretty handy 200 meter time." That's, that, and uh, yeah. I'm, that's I'm what I was thinking. Going, I thought, yeah. you know, I've had some yeah, uh, some pretty fast runners here, and I'm thinking, "Geez, you're a, you're pretty fast yeah. over such a wide range of distances." Like, <laughs> <laughs> whoever this other Andy Buchanan is, he's done yeah. well to do a 200 and then do an 800 on the same day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, to back it up. Like, that's pretty. That's, oh, no. that's pretty unique. I, I kind of wonder, is he? Is he a 400 runner? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's obviously not a sprinter because a sprinter wouldn't be able to run 154. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's not me. So it's actually funny. I I, I think I actually have ran 154 or 155. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it was at a um, – it definitely wasn't at 
um, over in California. Mm. It was at a Vic Milers at Melbourne Uni many, okay. many years ago. So yeah, yeah. I'm not actually sure what my 800 PB is, but I, I often jokingly claim that 200 and say, oh, it's on World Athletics, so it's <laughs> got to be it's got to be legit. <laughs> yeah, well, look, more than likely you'll be doing another podcast and, and maybe the other bloke's not in the loop like me and um, maybe just <laughs> falsify and bring up a story about it, make it really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 I will actually. I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll make up something saying that Definitely. I accidentally got entered in this race, and I thought I'd just have a crack and see how it went. Yeah, exactly. And just pulled out a low, low twenty, twenty-three second two hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just say the Oregon track boys they were, they were looking for someone, and that was a bit of a trial run. And all right, mate. Well, let's move on to um, something I know is yours. Is your fifteen hundred? Yes. Yes, so, that uh, is mine. Twenty-six yep. of Feb, two thousand and seventeen. So three forty-five yes. forty. That's a good run. Yeah, yeah. No, that was actually um, Athletics Victoria State Champs. Yep. Um, so I actually won that day, which was um, a very big surprise to me. Um, I didn't really I didn't really rate myself as a 1500 runner. Yep. Um, Who was on the podium and, with you? Uh, Adam Pike was second, uh, and I reckon Mark Richards uh, was third, I think. So from memory, uh, Pikey went out, he kicked really hard with 300 to go. Um, I thought he kind of had it, and then I chased him down probably with a hundred to go. He still had oh, maybe 10 meters on me. Um, and he just, he just seized up. He just, he's a, he's a 1500 runner. Whereas I was kind of coming with a bit more strength, um, and just managed to get him on the line. So that was a pretty, um, pretty exciting, exciting race, but I'm, I'm just a bit, that's probably one of my PBs where I'm kind of like, Oh, like I ran it in a state championship. So that's not normally the fastest, mm. um, race. So I kind of, I, I often think, Oh, could have I got, maybe a, a second out or something if I got into a, just a real fast paced race. Yep, but um, yep. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with 345 yep, um, yep. and it's pretty, and it's cool to say that I did it during a state state title as well. So, sure. um, so that was over four years yeah. ago. Have you run many 1500 since then or? No, um, I reckon I've probably ran two or three and yep, that's it. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was, that was part of my progression. Uh, like with my, with my coach, um, Scotty Westcott, who I'm sure we'll, we'll probably chat about a bit. Um, he, he reckons you to be a good, to be a good 10 K runner, you need to be a good 1500 runner. So, mm-hmm. um, I kind of spent a fair bit of time when I was first, first started getting coached by him when I was kind of mid twenties, just working on my 1500. Um, because if like, you need that, you need that kick down. Um, and it's, I think it's really good. And then, I've gradually just kind of increased my distance from there, and I, I don't think I'll get back to any 1500s. But in saying that, I didn't think I'd get back to any 3Ks, and I kind of I did one this week. So it's um, never say never. I won't mention his name, but a bloke who used to be a really good runner, um, his career came to an end. But um, yeah, he used to always say the same thing. You, you know, you can't run a good 400 unless you can run a good 100. You can't run a one, good 1K yep. unless you can run a good 400. You can't run a good five unless you can run a really fast mile. And then he went yep. all the way up to the marathon. He said, you can't even run a good marathon unless you're bloody good over 10K. So I, said, yes. I shouldn't have yep. even bothered because I can't run 100 metres, so there's no <laughs> way I'm getting able to run a marathon. You know what I mean? Like it always says. But yeah, yeah, it yeah, does yeah. sort of no, cross I... over, doesn't it? Because it's all about how yeah. well you move and your efficiency and strength. Yep. And it, it all seems, yeah. I mean, running is running, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yes. Very. And it's um, like I'm currently kind of training for uh, Gold Coast Marathon and it, it's, it's really nice knowing that I've got the speed in the legs and then when i drop back to marathon pace it's like oh wow this this feels yeah this feels easy because you're like so used to running so much faster so yeah. i think there's um there's definitely um big merit in that as well For so sure. 
All right, you're 3,000 down there at Box Hill, 30th of June, yeah. uh, 2020, 8, 12, 17. Yeah, so that's um, that just – I rewrote that last week, okay. actually. Um, so – I did a, there was the Australian Oh, those the Nationals champs. last week, was it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Last, when was that? On Thursday, actually, yeah. just a few days ago. Okay, yeah, I missed um, that, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ran uh, 7.55. Wow, so, what? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so you gone from 8.12 a... to 7.55? Yes, Jeez, yeah. That, that's huge. 8, 8.12, it's, it was probably my, um, when you look through all my PBs. One of your that, weaker ones, yeah. That is definitely my weakest yeah, yeah. Um, by far. Yeah. And I've just, I don't know, 3K is a funny distance. You don't really get to run many 3K races sure. um, as an open. Um, so you run a move as a junior. And to run a good time, I've, I've always kind of said you need three or four things to go right. You kind of need to be feeling good, like physically and mentally. You need good conditions and you need a good, like a good pack. Mm. Um, and I just, I'd never got those three for a 3k um and when you're only doing one or two a year you don't really have many opportunities um so yeah i kind of i don't know i was pretty surprised but scotty was kind of like oh yeah let's do a 3k and i was like oh i'm building for a marathon that's a bit strange but that's oh i I don't know i trust him we'll go with it and um yeah went down there and i kind of thought i'd oh maybe if i if i run well i might just sneak under um eight minutes and then uh yeah just kind of got in the race and just yeah, felt good and, yeah, and kind of crossed the line and they didn't even have a clock. It was a pretty low-key race and kind of uh, luckily had the watch and looked down and saw 7.56 because I think I stopped it a bit late and I thought, geez, I wasn't expecting that. So, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it was really good and I probably haven't actually had time to kind of reflect on it. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's, I don't know, to say you're kind of sub sub eight, yeah. 3K runner. Sure. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's number something seven I'm looks proud good. of. Number actually. seven looks good, yeah. So you don't know what exactly. you closed the last 400 in or have you looked at your splits or? Um, I haven't. It's, yep. I don't know. Was it, it a was fast pretty... finish or you were just consistent? It or... was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was probably, I reckon my last K was probably my fastest. Um, yeah. I reckon I probably ran about 60, I think the first three laps. Uh, so Geordie Williams paced the first three and he was, I'm pretty, he was meant to go 63 for the first three and I reckon he hit that bang on mm. um and i reckon i closed in about a 61 or maybe a little bit quicker um so yeah, yeah which i was i was pretty surprised about like I've, I've been doing a fair bit of training and yeah did a few 180k weeks and all that so yeah it just goes to show that speed training's overrated and it's all about having the engine to be able to maintain it i think yeah yeah well i think how old are you now andy uh, I'm 30, so 30. I turned 30 uh, just the start of April. Okay, so. yeah, right, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool. life life starts at 30, yeah? That's, that's what <laughs> it depends say. how old you are. I'm about to turn 50, <laughs> so life starts at 50, mate. So it all depends on how old you are. You just keep changing, move the goalposts. Yeah, it's not age, it's capabilities, that's what I say. No, that's a good saying. 5,000, 13.42.19. you got to be happy with yep. that. Box Hill, 2nd of March, yep. 2021. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so that was, uh, once again, it was one of those races that, um, because no one can go uh, overseas, yep. Um, yep. Nick Badeau and Athletics Australia just kind of got essentially all the best Australian 5K runners together, and yeah. um, it was yeah. oh, it was awesome. Like yeah. I I jumped into this race and I I knew everyone was going to go fast. Yep. And Stewie was actually trying to break the Australian record. Yep. Uh, I think he ran might have been 13, 13, 15 or something around that. Uh, so he ran crazy fast, and and I actually I decided I'd go straight to the back. Um, and that's how fast the field was. I think I went through in 66 for the first lap and I was coming last, um, in a 5k and it was, 
it was just a magical night, um, perfect weather. Um, and yeah, I, that was a, I'd ran, I'd ran sub 14 a few times and that was a, that was a massive chunk off, um, which I was, I was really pleased with and had a really good, really good battle with a few guys that we, um, that I battle with down here in Victoria and it was, yeah, good fun. I don't know, something about that. We've got three PBs at the, um, at the Box Hill Athletics track, so yeah. I'm just hoping yeah. it's actually 400 metres around. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't, they yeah. haven't measured it wrong or something. So, yeah. But no, it is, it, is, it is the home of PBs. No, I was going to say, called, everyone, so. everyone's loving Box Hill. There's, there's special things happening down there. and yeah, There is, there is. No, it's just, I don't know, I think so many people get out to support it, that distance running fraternity in Victoria. Mm. Yeah. Uh, love going out there. And we, we seem to just, like, compared to Lakeside, which is the... AV used to use Lakeside all the time, and it's right next to Alwa Park Lake, so yeah. the wind just comes through. Whereas Box Hill's kind of in the suburbs, it's it's in a really good spot. So I, I don't know. I really like they go there, and it's um you get you get a thousand or two thousand people there, and it's there's a there's atmosphere. Yeah. Because you have that at Lakeside, and because the stadium's so big, yeah, it just gets lost. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it's really really special. Yeah, definitely. And let's talk about back there for, for Zatapec, uh, December 2019. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, the, the Zatapec, you know, the, uh, they allow them onto the track. So they, you know, come yeah. all the way into lane three or lane four, whatever it might be. You would know more than me. But yeah, that was a good night, yeah. um, especially for you running 28, 26, 14. So that's that's a monster yeah. run. No, that was, um, that was probably my big, my first big breakthrough, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of thought a lot of my races before that, they were okay, but they weren't, I don't know. They weren't great, um, and that was probably my first big race. And I remember um, often they let the they let the people down onto the track, and I, I don't know why, but they they weren't going to do it that year. I, maybe, no. okay. yeah, not sure. But then um, I think the, the public just took it upon himself to kind of yeah, okay. to kind of come down come down on the track, and yeah. they were getting pretty close at one stage. And I've I've never heard like such a roar, and it was it was just mental. And that's the night Stewie broke the Australian record, mm. which like to break an Australian record in australia like i know linden's been doing it a lot lately but it's like that never used to happen kind of thing um and it was it was a special night like i've i've got vivid memories of running along running up the home straight and i was collecting the bell and i can hear tim crosby over the mic being like oh it's going to be close to an australian record and um and i'm going oh shit he's gonna lap me i I don't want to be that guy in the back of the photo with stewie's crossing the line with the hands up and i'm coming around with a lap to go kind of thing so i was um I put a bit of a surge in with uh, with 450 metres to go to make sure I, <laughs> I didn't get lapped. And I'm kind of um, – I get the bell lap and I probably get 20 or 30 metres around the around the bend and, and Stewie finishes and you, you hear it over the mic and it's, oh, it's a new Australian record. And the crowd just went mental. Yeah. And I kind of got a bit lost and I'm kind of like, oh, shit, I've – I'm still in the race here. I've got to, I've got to run another 350 meters. So yeah. it was, um, it was awesome. Like just, I don't know. And the the crowd was just going bonkers. It was, um, it was such a good night. I'll, I'll remember that. A lot of my races you don't really remember. You remember little sections, but yeah. I'll remember that race for a, a long, long time. So, um, yeah. yeah, I was pretty, pretty happy with the time, but also pretty happy just to, um, just to experience that, like yeah. just to be in the race and definitely. And um and all that. So I know everyone that was at Box Hill that night will they'll when they think about it a smile will come to their face, definitely. What was your P V before mm. that night? Yeah, I reckon it was twenty nine twenty. Um wow. from I think from uh Zatapec the year before. Um wow. so yeah, it was a, a minute it PB. Was a big PB. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's a lap mate. So it was yeah, it was 
it was a pretty big PB, but as I said, it would, I'd never been yeah. content with a race. Yeah. Uh, whereas okay. that was my first one where I was like, yep, yeah, um, that was, I was kind of like, yeah, I can, I'm proud of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was, um, and that just, that just kind of changed, changed everything for me. Like as a, as a runner, I think it's so much, uh, like your, your mental, um, state of mind kind of thing. Yep. And, and confidence is the uh, – it's a massive thing in running. And I from that, I just got so much confidence. And um, and that kind of – from there, it's like, oh, yeah, I can run sub 14 for 5K, easy, like, kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah no, it was, a, it was a special night, and I'll remember it for a long time. Yeah, no, special, awesome. 10K on the road down there at Burnie, October 19, 2907. Yep, yep. That was a that was a road race down there in Burnie. Yep. So Tazia, they're famous for their road races. Yep. Um, if you haven't been down there, I highly recommend getting down there and doing one. They do a really good job, um, and they they really look after us. Um, uh, if you want to call us elite runners or whatever you want to call it, yep. um, but like they make it super easy. Um, and I remember that race. It was um, I nearly caught so geordie williams won and i nearly caught him on the line i reckon if it was another another 10 meters i might have just got him um so yeah that was a that was a that was actually a pb at the time and because it was before it was at apex so i was kind of i felt good in that race and was, that's where i got that confidence to be like oh yeah i can run um i can run a fair bit faster than this on a track when there's no hills and all that kind of stuff so yeah and it's i know i think with track running you've just kind of got to get you got to get get over that 25 lap board uh like and seeing the laps every lap you just need to not focus on that so it probably took me three or four 10k races to not be not get distracted and you kind of lose the battle when you're kind of counting down the laps in your head so all right half marathon 62.50 now yeah i'll try and pronounce this tashikawa (laughs) <laughs> either way yeah, i was in japan I, yeah i actually don't know how to pronounce that <laughs> all right either. let's go with that so, all right that sounds pretty good all right yeah. um so yeah, yeah 29th so of was, december 2019 yes so that was the the title of the race is year end half marathon yep. so okay. um it was a yeah it was, it was an interesting event i i had been me and my coach had been chatting to brett lardner who runs the japanese uh running news twitter um so it's a pretty common twitter um he kind of publicizes a lot of results on uh the japanese distance running scene which um as you may know it's pretty like their depth over there is crazy mm-hmm. so um i'd met him at gold coast gold coast marathon uh in 2019 and scott had kind of mentioned to him oh yeah andy's keen to go over and do a half um we were kind of more so thinking one of the bigger ones and then he was like oh there's this one in this little park normally one in about 63 minutes and that kind of worked for us and so yeah off i went to japan and went and did this half marathon i went with a went with a mate from charlton which is a very small country town here in victoria and um yeah headed over to japan and didn't really know what to expect we rocked up to the start and no one spoke any english and we're trying to figure out where we get our bibs where's the start line where's the course go we were the only uh australians there that the rest the rest of them were all uh, japanese runners and it was just very much uh, it was it was an experience like and we somehow managed to find where we had to go and somehow managed to communicate with the people there oh yeah my name's andy i need to get my bib kind of thing yeah got in this race and i had apps like here in australia you, you know who your competition's going to be you know oh yeah this person likes to go out hard or this person they'll just sit on me that's what they'll do kind of thing so you kind of know that before the race but this one i was just like 
I mean, like these guys could run 60 minutes or they could run 66 minutes. Like you just had, I had no idea. So I kind of um, went over there full of confidence from Zadapec because this was only about 20 days later. Yeah, went over there and kind of got into the race and felt good through 5K. We'll tick along pretty well. I was in the lead group and I, there was about 10 of us in the lead group and I was running along and I I felt bad because they were all doing the leading. So I was like, oh, I'll go to the front and do a bit of, do a bit of work just to make sure we, we work well as a group. So I get to the front and then it's like they took offense to it and the guy kind of like come up and I oh, didn't bump me, but just kind of slightly nudged me and then put in a surge and tried to drop me. And I was like, what is going on here? And I, I actually think they took offense to me going to the front. Mm, and um, you're just a tourist, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, who's this guy kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and then as like the Japanese, they, they don't die wondering. So Every K, we are just losing someone, losing someone, losing someone. And it got down to, I think there was four of us running along. And I, I, felt, I felt amazing. Like, I was just having one of those days where I just felt phenomenal um, running along. And, yeah, got to, I think my last 5K was actually my fastest split. And, yeah, managed to drop everyone with kind of 3K to go. And then, um, yeah, I was running along and had all these kind of Japanese people going crazy, just clapping me on, being like, who's this random uh white guy like what is going on here this is pretty weird and then um yeah took the win and yeah it's pretty pretty funny actually had to hang around for a while and there was a lot of um it's a really popular race with a lot of the universities over there so they have a similar um system as the college system um so yeah there was a lot of university students over there and they're all coming up asking for my photo and all this kind of stuff and it was yeah it was it was it was a it was a good experience. I really enjoyed it, um, and that was good fun. And yeah, I was really stoked with the time. I think it was like a three minute PB or something like that. Um, and I felt good and all that kind of stuff. And then kind of uh, spent a bit of time in Japan, then come back to Australia, and then uh, COVID kind of started popping up uh, very shortly after. So yeah, I was I was very lucky to get that race overseas, and yeah, really thankful for Brett. In setting that one up, yeah, because I I would have never known about this race unless he kind of said, oh, you should do this one and, and took care of the entries and all that kind of stuff because the the website's just fully in Japanese, like you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't be able to enter. So it's, it's just, near yeah, Tokyo. It's, yeah, so it's yeah. just out of Tokyo. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you'd you'd say like a, like it's a suburb of Tokyo. Okay. Uh, Tokyo is pretty big, yeah. so it's it's still in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that Takawa Takawa yeah. or whatever it is is um it's about a a 20 minute uh train ride out of tokyo yeah so it's um yeah it was just around this bit of a park and you did kind of four or five loops um, okay. pretty hilly actually yeah, so yeah. yeah it was um so end of the no, year the, was, the temperature would have been nice and cool yeah it was it was really good actually it was cold because we were used to it we were getting to summer it was mm. kind of 30 degrees over here went over there and it was um it was cold but it wasn't too cold yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's probably kind of highs of 10 degrees kind of thing um really still weather um so it was nearly it was perfect um so yeah it was awesome actually so 2009 looking at your, your pbs obviously uh it was a great year the the 10,000 Zatapak, bernie 10k on the road your half marathon we just mentioned there in japan yep you also ran your first 14k 5,000 meters at the nationals um Yep. So obviously you ran quicker then, as we mentioned, but that was a 13.58. Yes. And before that, as, as you mentioned also, before you'd sort of ran a bag full of 14 O's. So yes. uh, awesome yeah. to get back yep. under 14, oh, well, to get under 14 finally. Yeah. So yeah, just tell us about 
about that and um, you know leading into that race and, and how, how that race went. Yes, yeah, so that was that was at nationals in Sydney, um, and I I reckon I'd ran fourteen oh three oh four oh five oh six i think uh, so there was there's was probably four runs there where i was super close and yeah. it's um i don't know sub 14 is one of those one of those big milestones um for runners yeah to finally do that at nationals that year was it was a really big relief uh that was probably the biggest thing like i knew i could do it but it was just i don't know i just could couldn't actually do it on the day um and then i think i got i reckon i finished fourth that year um at that nationals so i think stewie was out in front and then matt ramson might have been second i think and i reckon liam adams might have been third and i was fourth um so i was kind of probably happier with the time than getting fourth yeah, which upon sure. reflection I, sh- I should have been happy with fourth at a national championship but um yeah that was it was it was more so just a relief it was like oh yes all right, I can do it kind yeah. of thing. Um, and now looking back, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, like 1358. <laughs> it's a jog. What was, yeah, <laughs> yeah why, was, why was that so hard? Yeah, but like you it's said, it's, just... it's all that, that, that. It's more of a mental thing than anything. Once, once yeah. you've done it, and yep. then it just leads in, well, if I can run this quick for this distance, well, why can't I run this yeah. quick? And that, yeah. that'll just it's keep just, growing Just it. a snowball. Exactly. Snowball right. effect. Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I was, I was pretty happy to get the monkey off the back there because yeah. I thought I was just going to be a – like a 1402 yeah. 5k guy and i was yeah. like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you probably knew you get it eventually but uh, yeah sometimes yeah, it just yeah. comes down to having the right race so and i'll clearly yes. you got it yeah national cross-country titles now you won that in 17 and 18 um yes and then yep. finished second yep. in th- in in 19 uh 19 behind, yeah the flying yeah. dave mcneil and um yes so yep. that, that was only nine seconds off getting a hat trick mate so uh that would have yeah, been pretty impressive. I, was, I, I looked at the last person who'd done a double, and that was Deeks. So um, it doesn't happen yeah, that often. I, I had I'd heard that in the um in the week leading up to um yeah the 2019 one. Um, I think I'd seen that Deeks was the last one um to do it, but I don't know. I'm I'm under full. I know that there's a lot of really quality athletes that in our winter they often go over to Europe and all that mm. kind of stuff. But in saying that, you can only beat those that rock up on exactly. the day yeah. um so i was yeah really proud to get those those two national titles um that that third one i don't know i just i don't know what it was if i physically or just mentally just cooked myself it I was think a hot I day was wasn't just, it it was in the 20s it was, wasn't it? But I, yeah. yeah yeah and especially it was up at um up at uh sunshine coast i yeah. think or wollongong i think so kind of coming up from bendigo where it's yeah. similar to canberra like it's freezing and you kind of get a 20 degree day and you're like what's this sun yeah. um so i don't know i just i i was just tired halfway through the race and yeah. i don't know if it was physically or mentally but um dave ran really well that day mm. um and he got he got the win which he fully deserved um i was a bit dirty on myself because I'd, I'd raced Dave a little bit um, in the XCR season and had had him covered a few times but yeah he was the better athlete on the day and yeah I know it would have been awesome to get that three and then well obviously would have had to wait a while to try and win the fourth uh, <laughs> with COVID but sure. um, no it's uh, I always always enjoy National Cross and it's something I always always get up for and um, and run as best as I can kind of thing so yeah for sure yeah hopefully Hopefully we get one this year coming. I was just thinking. I mean, obviously, hopefully we get uh, the World Cross um, up there in Bathurst in, in March. Fingers yeah. crossed. We'll wait and see how how this um, global thing goes. Because you don't qualify for Worlds off. You know, you're not national champion, and then you qualify for Worlds. You got to you got to turn up to the trials race, which is normally here at Stromlo yep. and Canberra. Yeah. And they generally yeah. take yep. 
three, then the first three across the line. So you you've been unable to to pick up one of those spots. Yeah, and that's where that's where I suppose it's um it's one thing to win nationals, but doesn't really mean anything. And that's I know it's disappointing because if if winning nationals guaranteed you one of those spots, yep. the best runners would come and do it. Yeah. Uh, whereas at, at the moment it doesn't mean anything. So therefore the best runners are like, oh no, I'm going to stay in Europe or I'm going to stay in Victoria and keep training. So that's yeah, that's one of the disappointing things about nationals. And I'd love it if AA decided, yep, all right, we're going to value national cross. We're going to the first person gets an automatic spot, and mm. then you'll get the likes of Brett, Stewie, all that kind of coming along, which would be awesome. Like yep. you always want to. You want to compete against the best competition, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've never run well in the trials. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I, I I don't know. I haven't done one for a long time, so it's I I kind of see myself as a different athlete compared to probably the last time I did a trials. Mm. Um, and but it's tough. You kind of get up there and you're like, oh yeah, it's you're looking around. You're like, oh yeah, he's he's pretty fast. He's pretty fast. He's pretty fast. And you're like, yeah, there's. There's three or four spots kind of gone already, but it's uh, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, I know there's going to be a lot of people wanting to get on that Australian team because it is in Australia yeah, um, yeah. for World Cross. Mm. Um, so, but no, hopefully I can um, I can use some of my confidence from my recent PBs um, and and actually convert a really good cross country race because um, I think I've I've done that a few times here in here in Victoria but never on that on that bigger national stage so yeah we'll just wait and see and hopefully um hopefully that national cross or world cross sorry goes ahead but uh, it's just we we kind of forget here in Victoria we had a pretty rough trot with COVID but now everything's back to normal and you kind of forget what it's like overseas and there's a lot of countries that are yeah it's the worst they've ever gone so it's kind of like how how can you have uh how can you have a world championship I yeah i'd Wait like to see. think so but yeah I, I i can't see how it's going to happen i can't see that even we'll be able to go overseas this year so i can't imagine yeah. how they can get here in march yeah still be plenty of cross country i mean the nationals when is that normally on question i'm pretty sure mid-august okay uh nationals is normally on so it was meant to be in adelaide so i believe it's in adelaide okay. this year it's normally yeah around august because yeah. a lot of the a lot of the states have their state titles yeah um, okay June or July yep. qualifies you for nationals, and that'd be on your race calendar. Uh, I think so. It's um, yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm I'm doing Gold Coast Marathon. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the main thing, yep. and then it's kind of wait and see. Um, like because as you said in the intro, we have Gotti and I have spoken a bit about kind of Com Games World Champs. They're so close together, yep. so there's an ex- there's a few extra singlets there, and just I don't know, I'd love to get over overseas to do another marathon this year but yep. i just don't think that's going to happen uh so it's wait and see i don't know i don't really want to lock in too much at the moment because as we know things can change in a day yeah um, yep. so it's it's really tricky to plan ahead yeah probably if everything keeps going the way it is i think i'll probably yeah i'll do do gold coast and then hopefully get up for national cross as well so gold coast obviously um your first marathon Scotty Westcott, um, let's talk about him. Um, obviously, you couldn't have yeah, a better yeah. coach as far as marathon running goes, but uh, how long have <laughs> you been on the guidance of Scotty for? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I reckon probably uh, probably coming up to seven or eight years. Okay. Um, how did that come from about? from memory, so... Yeah, it's actually a good story. So I, as part of my job here in Bendigo, I had to go and get a, um, a coaching qualification. So What is your job? Went down... Uh, so I'm a teacher. Okay. Yeah, yep. so we have a... We have a um, we have a sports program at a school, so I'm the I'm the running coach there, which is I love it. It's 
That's bloody right. awesome. Yeah, extra Ks, um, you yeah, put the driver on that. <laughs> yep, yep. Extra extra Ks. They're my they're my doubles on a Tuesday and Tuesday and Thursday nice, morning, nice. which uh, which works well. So yep. yeah, I was heading down to Athletics Victoria down at Lakeside to do the I think it was the level two running one and you kinda of had to do a few different stages, but get down there and uh, and Tim Crosby was running it and um, and Scott at the time was working for Athletics New South Wales. So he um he was actually running the level two course in New South Wales, and I think Tim must have invited him down and said, "Oh, why don't you come down and see what, see what we do, and we can kind of uh, cross reference and just see what we're doing, see what the other person's doing, and and make each course better." So, um, Scotty was down there, and I'd I'd heard of Scotty, but I've never met him before. Um, obviously, heard that he kind of got fourth at the Com Games there in in Melbourne at the marathon and yeah, I'd seen some of the results, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know him at all. Um, and I kind of get there and as part of this course, there was a lot of, uh, what would you call them? P personal trainers, I'd say, um, who were just there to get, I think to add to their Instagram bio that they're a running coach. Um, so they weren't, they weren't really runners. Like we were talking about fartleks and they had, they'd never heard of that word before. So it was was a bit of a long day. Um, and I didn't really learn too much, (laughs) but I, I hung around to chat to Tim afterwards and and Scott was still there and Tim said, Oh, why don't you give Scott a lift back to the airport? Um, because Bendigo is kind of north of Melbourne. So that kind of made sense. And I thought, Oh yeah, that's, that's fine. And here I was just a, a country boy kind of driving in the city so i was already a little bit like oh geez there's a lot of cars around kind of thing and uh and then having to drive yeah scotty i was a bit nervous but um yeah we kind of got chatting on the way out there and um and he just i told him what i was doing and i wasn't running that much at the moment i I didn't have a coach no one had ever really i hadn't really had much of a, a distance coach before and he just kind of said oh i think you've got a fair bit of talent you should i think you should pull your finger out and have a crack kind of thing and it's about two hour drive from the airport back up to Bendigo and the whole way I was just kind of, I was just thinking about it and just decided, oh yeah, I might, I'm going to have a crack at this running. And, um, luckily one of my mates, uh, was coached by Scotty. So I sent him a message and he said, oh yeah, Scotty was chatting about you on the long run this morning and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, he gave him a call and just said, oh, do you want to coach me? And then, yeah, the kind of rest is history. So yeah, a bit of a unconventional meeting, but it, um, I don't know, I think it, it all happened for a reason, and I, I, I don't know, I credit all of my running success to Scotty, and we're, we're really close mates, and I probably only ever met him 15 times, um, yeah. and probably in those first five years, probably only met him, or saw him once a year, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, we're just, we're just really close, and we get along really well, and I don't know, I think the most important thing for a, a coach-athlete relationship is trust, and I, I fully trust him, and if he says, oh, I think you're in good 3K shape, let's do a 3K, I'll just go, yep, sounds good. Yeah, I kind of run 7.55. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I don't know. He knows his stuff. It just fills me with confidence that uh, like building towards the marathon and seeing some of his results that he's he's been there before and, and we'll do workouts and he'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember doing this workout in, in this year. I ran, I ran this time or I finished just behind Marty and Marty went on to run this time and it kind of means you're in this kind of shape or something like that yeah. and just yeah just that confidence it's um yeah. it helps me so much and and all that so it's um yeah a bit of a bit of a different meeting oh, yeah it's, it's working, all by obviously, correspondence yeah, yeah it yeah. is is he it up is. on the goal or the no nah, so he's in newcastle newcastle um, okay. yeah yeah so he's a he's been in newcastle for a, a long long time now mm. so everyone in newcastle kind of knows him as the 
he's the running guy. Um, yep. And obviously, he had a lot of publicity in 2016 when he uh, went to Rio uh, on debut for the marathon when yep. he was 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 43. I think so. I think okay. I think he was that, or it might have been yeah, might have been forty or forty one. Mm. So yeah, pretty yeah. pretty lucky to have him in yeah. my corner. So he just does full time coaching, or he does something else? No, nah, so he's a um, he's a teacher. Okay. Um, so he used to work for Athletics New South Wales. He used to be a teacher back 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 in the day. Mm. And he worked for Athletics New South Wales, and now he's back teaching. Okay. Um, yeah. So he works full time. He's got uh, three kids, yeah, and he okay. coaches. Uh, he's probably 20, 25 athletes in Newcastle that he coaches. So they've got a really okay. good, really good squad up there. Really tight knit group that I, um, I actually kind of feel part of, which is awesome. They all kind of wish me good luck in any races and um, and share the the results around. And um, yeah, he does a, a tremendous job for running. Um, he's one of those people that uh, he he definitely gives back to the sport and leaves the sport in a better better place. So. Yeah, really, really lucky to have him and, and all the guys in Newcastle will um, echo the same thoughts as well. All right, Gold Coast Marathon, it's going to be a little bit different this year with um, without the international guys, without the Kenyans and the Japanese that generally love turning up for that one. So yeah. Slightly earlier start. What's the plan? I mean, your first one, are you just going to get out there and see how it goes? Are you chasing a time? or? Yeah, um, so I suppose we are, I'm really happy with the early start, um, mm. being from kind of Victoria. Yeah. Um, we're not used to the warm weather, so I'll... Yeah. Is it 6 or 6.30? I keep hearing two different times. I'm not sure. I actually haven't really looked into it. I just know it's not 8.20 like it used to be. Um, So, yeah, my my parents have done the marathon numerous times up there, and I've often been up there watching them, Mm -hmm. um, and they kind of normally run around 3 hours 30, thereabouts. Mm -hmm. Um, So then it's not like they're out there for four hours or five hours or anything like that, and I often know just even watching them, I get hot on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, so I, I couldn't imagine running in that. It's uh, and mm. there's no shade either. So it's um, yeah, really thankful that they've um made that switch yeah. um with the half and the ten k. So yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just about I suppose dipping the toe in the water a bit, just having a bit, of, having a go, see what see what happens. Um. I'm not expecting a really fast time, but at the same time, I don't want to go out there and just jog it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So you're I'm, not going to play it safe. Get... You're going to go out there and, and have a go. And yeah, I'll have a go, but it's um, I really I, I want to race it, and I kind of compare it to a say a half marathon. My first few half marathons, I got to 16k. The race was in control of me. I wasn't in control of the race. Mm. I was done. I was just in survival mode, mm. and I was running 65, 66, battling through. Whereas when I went to japan i got to 16k and i was like i'm i'm feeling good i'm if like if there if someone made a surge now i'd go with them yeah like kind of thing i was yeah. i was in control of the race um so i really i want i want that to happen uh for the first one but i know it's a different beast it's it's so different um mm. but i i really want to get to 30k and feel as in control as i can um and i know that it's a really tricky thing but mm. it's going to be it's going to really test my patience yeah. um, and just making sure that because there's, there's going to be, I think, a really good field, a really good field yeah. of Australians, which I, I, I think, think is so. it's awesome for distance running in Australia. And just like seeing what the, uh, like Stewie's done on the track, like, yes, you can run fast in Australia. I think that's going to happen in the marathon. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to kind of watch some people go up the road and go, oh, geez, should I be going with them? But I don't know. I really just want to be patient and and feel as good as I can at 30k yep. and then try and 
yeah, I suppose being in control, but I know that it's it's not as easy as that. Uh, so it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm not putting the time on it. Yeah, uh, sure. I just want to kind of go out there and, and have a, get a good one on the board. And I just, you just see so many people get to 30K or 35K and, and blow up. It's like they nearly, it's like the marathon's defeated them. Um, yep. And then they try and run another one and the same thing happens. And then they just, it's like their brain just keeps expecting it to happen and it happens every single time so i don't i don't want to get into that rut kind of thing um i'd rather run two minutes slower and finish feeling good than running two minutes faster and and be yeah a bit on on a death march for that last 10k so um yeah i don't know we'll wait and see good knowing that there's not like obviously tokyo's well and truly out of the picture um so it's not like oh i need to go up there and run 213 or something like that it's kind of let's just go up there learn from it get some experience and then hopefully hit another one at some stage later on in the year when you've got some experience behind, under your belt and you can um yeah have a bit more of a crack yeah so, what, what about with does, with nutrition i mean you haven't had to really worry about that but obviously the marathon you have to be taking something in is that something you've been playing around with or have a good idea what you're going to yeah, do yeah a little bit um not a lot so i actually on this morning's run i had had a gel and a bottle of morton um, which is kind of because I actually with my Sunday long runs I just wake up in the morning I'd go mm. and I don't have anything to eat I don't really if it's a hot day we'll stop and have a quick drink of water but it's um I never have anything on my runs um, so that's definitely an area I need to keep working on um, today I had a gel and yeah as I said a, a drink mix of Morton which um, seemed to sit fine um, and kind of figured out that the bottle I was using isn't really that great for running and sipping on so i'll need to experiment with that um but yeah that's where that that first one i think you just learn you will learn i'll learn so much from it so it's just lower those expectations um learn a lot and if i if i do learn a lot that's a that's a success i think so yeah yeah sorry i'm not i'm not putting any numbers out there just yet no there's no need mate (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's talk about this dragon mile mate uh in bendigo it sounds like a great little uh you know, country town event, um, yeah, 1600 yeah. down, down the streets. It looks like you've won yeah. that uh, three times. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, that's some impressive research. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that so still running these days? Here, or? Well, yes and no. So oh, okay. here in Bendigo, yeah. Easter time is massive. Um, so we, we're a gold rush town, uh, and there was a lot of Chinese that came out to Bendigo uh, to mine for gold. So we've got a really rich Chinese kind of heritage. And, and part of that, we've got these dragons. So they're, um, I think we've got the, the longest and the second longest dragons in the Southern hemisphere. Um, and I'm talking they're 120 meters long. We're talking um, monuments in a park or something. Is that what you're talking about? Or nah, they're, they're what do you mean? The ones that you actually hold in parades? Yeah. Yeah. Hold yeah. in parades. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. like, uh, so people are, it's like a, Imagine like a big bit of cloth kind of mm, thing. Seen them before, it's, yeah, yeah. And I've seen them on yeah, the Chinese yeah, New Year and all any, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyone out there, just look up Sun Long Bendigo or something like that, yeah, and yeah, you'll okay. you'll see what we're talking about. But yeah. they're um they're bloody impressive. And so we have a really big Easter parade in yeah. Bendigo. It happens every Easter. It goes down the main streets of Bendigo. There's floats. There's dragons. There's oh, it's just massive. Like it's there's nothing like it. And um as part of that, there's this Dragon Mile which runs before the parade starts so i actually reckon it would be the probably the most watched athletic event in australia every year in terms of a live crowd because we normally get i think there's normally about forty thousand 
wow. 50,000 people yeah, okay. to go out and watch along the way. Yeah. So, like, you run in along a street and it's 10 people deep for the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it is, it, it's, it, there's nothing like it. Anyone out there in, in Victoria or anywhere nearby, pencil in the Dragon Mile at yeah. Easter time, come to Bendigo because it's, it's super unique. Yeah. Um, and it's a dead straight so line? Dead straight? Nah, no. so you actually, so the parade has changed. The course of the parade has changed a little bit because it's gotten so big, so therefore the course has changed. You actually run, you run uh, out about oh, 400 metres, probably 500, sorry, and then you turn right and you go up a hill for about another, yeah, 400. Uh, you do a U-turn, come down the hill, and then back. Um, so it's a, it's an out and back, but you actually go up a hill. And it's a pretty tough little hill, actually. So it's it's very different to a mile on a track. And there's not many road races around uh, like this, like short road races, that, that still happen. So unfortunately, yeah. this year, the uh, the parade didn't happen because they kind of called that really early um, when COVID was still in full force. Um, so unfortunately, this year, it wasn't the track, uh, the Dragon Mile, and it wasn't quite, it wasn't as big. It was more so based around the primary school kids and all that kind of stuff so it's um but it'll be back it'll be back next year mm. um and it's 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 such a unique race and i i just love doing it because you you run along these streets and there's just thousands and thousands of people and you just you never get that buzz anywhere yeah. in athletics so yeah, it's yeah. um it's a pretty unique little race and there's always always the odd person that comes up from melbourne and it's like uh like you're coming into my my turf <laughs> thing and it's it's good fun i, I really like it and, yeah uh, Hopefully, hopefully, even as I'm doing marathons, I can still kind of get up for that race because I I really enjoy it. But it's um yeah, anyone that uh that wants a, a different experience, uh, come along and do the the Dragon Mile in Bendigo. And so, it's it's, yeah, it's it's all in. They don't separate like the fast guys and the slow guys. Or how do they do it? Nah, so it's 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 all in. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a funny one. It, it's not really that well supported here in Bendigo because I think people get a bit a bit scared of the crowds. Yeah, um, okay. so often there's only say 30 people oh, in wow. the really? in the open race mm, yeah it's mm. it's quite small mm. um and it's kind of only for the yeah there's not many fun runners that do it if yeah. that makes sense yeah and it's just a mile but race they don't have a little 500 meter jog for kids or anything like that it's just this. oh no yeah so they no so they actually have a so there's a, a category for year seven and eight uh and nine and ten and then there's also a primary school mini mile so right. there is a mini mile that I think's a K and all that. So that's actually where most you of the competitors come from. You can't call a mile okay. You know, how do they get away with that? Yeah, <laughs> I know. They call, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, mini mile. Yeah. But apparently this year at the track, they only actually did 1600, not 1609. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm not, not sure what happened there. One of my favorite races every year. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely sounds fantastic. And like I said, it's good that it's uh, that stuff's still around in, in some of these towns because it's all serious on a track or on a road run, but out there you still get to run hard. But with that atmosphere, with that crowd and being part of the community, I mean, that, those those weeks are special for sure. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's so different to a mile on a track because yeah. you've got to think about the hill and you've got to make sure you don't cook it up the hill and it actually requires a bit more thinking, a bit more tactics. Yeah. So. That's what of, I really enjoy. A bit of pocket money to take home with that, or? Oh, <laughs> so there's um, <laughs> it's I think it's three hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing is, Bendigo Bank are the sponsor, and they um they open up you an account, <laughs> create an account, yeah, and sure. I have the same the same argument with the same person at my local branch every year when it's like, oh, 
yeah, here's the $300. Um, if like, they're like, oh, we're going to have to open an account. I said, oh, you can spend the half hour doing that. I'm just going to cancel it. We'll close it straight away. Yeah. So it's up to you. And then they always go to the manager. Oh, okay, yeah, just this once, we'll write you a check. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did that last year as well, the year before. But yeah. that's right. I always, always seem to win that argument, so it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, let's talk about um, something leading into, into the World Half Marathon Championships that unfortunately you couldn't get to, but you qualified for. But the... Yeah. Um, 2019 um, Oceania champs up there in Townsville. You're in the 5,000 metres there picking up the bronze behind those two yeah, Kiwis yeah. running a 14.17. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, I I didn't really – I wasn't expecting to be named in that team. Yeah, it was a bit funny running a 5K. It was um, – I can't remember what time of the year it was, but I know it was – I think it was winter back here in Victoria, and it was kind of like trying to get up for a 5K. It wasn't the easiest thing. Um, but I thought, oh, it's great – great experience good opportunity um so i'll go up and have a crack and see what happens um so definitely wasn't my best run but at the time it was okay but i was probably just i wasn't quite ready for a 5k um just kind of in the middle of winter but yeah that was my although i i would i, I don't know it's an australian singlet but do i classify it as an australian singlet not really um but it was just a good experience to be racing i suppose internationally um we had two really good kiwis that finished first and second and i was third so it was um it was good fun and it was a good experience so it was really nice to be i don't know i I think a few people here in bendigo are like oh yeah congratulations an australian team that's awesome and i'm like oh it's it's just Oceania's. It's I don't know. I wasn't talking it up too much, but yeah, it was just a good experience. Like it was, it was a nice little stepping stone, I suppose. And that's that's what I see this um, the world half that, that never happened. Um, I think that would have been a nice stepping stone to a legitimate Australian singlet. Um, that's how I kind of see it anyway. So, but yeah, I just remember coming from the cold down here in winter and getting up to Townsville and going, oh geez, it's bloody hot up here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But it was it was good, good fun. Yeah, uh, talking about the um, what you consider a real Aussie singlet. I remember when I was speaking to Hicksy, he was talking about over there in New Zealand. They have the um, different type of singlet you get. I can't remember was it a silver fern singlet was when the actual when you qualify for yeah. majors and that, and then you got the other yeah. singlets that they don't really classify as you know a major like cross country championships. I don't think you actually like cross worlds. You actually don't get that silver fern and. Think, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So they yeah. have that sort yeah. of grading singlet over there. So I guess we don't do that here, but I guess for you personally, um, yeah, you didn't yeah. really consider it a legit Aussie team, but you did. Let's, uh, let's talk about worlds that didn't go ahead. So that was in Poland, wasn't it? The race actually went, but obviously you guys didn't couldn't go for obvious reasons. But So yeah, you, so you qualified yeah. for that. That was pretty good. So who else qualified for the team? It was quite a strong team, wasn't it? Um, it was. It was. I know that pretty sure Brett and Jack both qualified yeah. um and now we're going to do it because it was a few weeks before it was a few weeks before london marathon was going to go yeah. ahead i think and i think they were going to go over there um and do that i know yeah. riley cox qualified um yeah. and i know james coleman as well um so you kind of had to be running sub 64 to yeah. kind of get on the team which is pretty good because often it's not it's not the most desired team like yeah. a few of those top guys are like oh nah i'd rather do a major marathon and earn x amount of money rather than kind of go over and do that so um i was really excited i was um i was planning on going over to london with mtc and staying there for a little bit and then going to going to poland going back to london and then actually going to america to do um peyton jordan 10k yep so i was like 
this is going to be the best time ever. This is this is exactly what I needed. This was the stepping stone that I was ready for. This is like a good opportunity to kind of prove myself and to get some really big PVs. And then, yeah, then kind of COVID hit. And then I had, yeah, AA kind of called me and said, oh, look, we're not, we're not going to set a team. And I, I, I was completely in agreement with that. I, I had a few friends who were overseas that really desperately needed to get home for health reasons and they couldn't get home. And I was like, guys, oh, I don't want to be taking up these seats. Like it's just running. Like for me, that's not, I don't know. I was, I, I fully agreed with that decision. Um, but then I was quite surprised to see that the race actually went ahead and there was actually a lot of countries that got there. Mm, um, okay. And yeah, it happened in Poland and I don't know how, but um, yeah, so that kind of went ahead. So that was a bit, it was a little bit bittersweet kind of watching that um, and just kind of thinking, oh, yeah, we should have been there and all that. That's all right. I'm sure there'll be more opportunities, but it's, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a downer, but yeah, can't get too caught up on it. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure it's ahead of you, mate. So, uh, yeah, keep doing what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, you yeah. do a bit of coaching with Run to BB. Tell us about that. Who actually um, started that up or who actually owns Run to BB? I know there's a few yeah, runners so that coach for yeah, them, but. Quite- yeah, it's kind of co-owned between um, between Brady Trophel, Zach and Newman, and uh, Matt Davy. Okay. Um, so they were the they were the original brains trust before it, and credit to them, they kind of jumped on before a lot of other companies probably went into online coaching. So I probably I've been with them for oh, maybe eighteen months now, I reckon. So a while, um, and it's it's worked really really well. So I've actually been able to drop back to point eight, so I don't work full time. Um, so point eight, and that just allows me essentially a bit more training time, um, which is good. Yeah. And I, through the extra money I make kind of through running, I can justify going well, through, um, the coaching, sorry, I can justify going point eight. So it's, um, I, I like it in terms of that, but I, I point, really point love, eight um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I'm, I'm sure yeah, that means sorry. four days yep. or yes. Yes. Right. So four days, sorry. So each so day one, is worth so point is, two or something. Yep. Okay. Yep. Point two. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So one is full time. So yep. That's a full time role. And then point eight. Then point what is, six. What do they use that terminology? That's I've never heard that. That's a great. That's a great question. Okay. I have no idea. Fair I think, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I. That's just. Just teachers lingo. Just be teaching. Yeah. Teaching lingo. So all the teachers out there be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Point eight. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to have this amount of classes. Yeah. And then, but Most I people just say I work a four day a week, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Yeah. Well, I kind of have. Now I have two half days, yeah, so it's yeah, not really. Okay. I still work five days, but gotcha. yeah, so it's all a bit. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but um. Okay, so yeah, that's good. I, so Fridays, yeah, it allows you to have that day off, um, because you're getting the income from the coaching. Is that right? Or yes, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 exactly. So you structure so your training um, week I, around that Friday. Yep. 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 Spot on. Spot on. So it's uh, it's good, and I I love coaching. It's um, it's so good to kind of it it really uh. I suppose brings me back to ground a little bit and gives me when I think about running it's not just all about my running yeah. um, and it's kind of a lot about these guys I'm, and girls I'm coaching and I really enjoy that and the highs and lows that come with that and also just passing on that experience um, that I've kind of learned to them so I I love it and the like the run to PB credit to the guys and the um, the community they've set up there like they are awesome like I've got I've got some guys that I coach in Bendigo and they'll be they'll talk about some other guys I coach that are in Melbourne or something, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I saw I saw that run like in Melbourne. They yeah they absolutely smoked it. It's kind of I don't know, it's really special. And yeah. although it is all online, you kind of you really feel like you create a bond with with all these people you coach. Yeah, I really like it. 
Yep. Yeah. And then maybe yeah. you, you walk up to a race and you get to see the faces and you go, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. And... Yeah, 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 I haven't had that yet. Okay. Actually, because of COVID, um, I haven't had it, but I know mm. that I'm, I've got probably six six guys running at Gold Coast. Golly, yeah. Maybe a few more and it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see them in real yeah. life. what you look like. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Have they got a kit to wear? Are, you guys got uh, a kit that you're racing or? I think I think they I think Zaka has organized a bit of a run to PB kit. Yeah, um, yeah. so that will help me a fair bit. Yeah, it's gonna be um it's gonna be yeah, different just being like, Oh wow, you look very different to your yes. profile. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But I think we've. Uh, I think I'll organise to have a beer with everyone. I think after the race, so that should be. Um, that should be good fun, just to debrief and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, definitely. and enjoy that. So it's yeah, it'll be very exciting. Yeah, no, it's going to be huge gold this year for sure, and and marathon, um, Melbourne marathon, I should say, is going to be huge. I think you got to look yeah. at all the pluses um, that we get with with the situation we're in. That we normally get uh, the runners, like you said, who are overseas are racing here, and um, you know get an Aussie, possibly win Gold Coast and Melbourne, so more than likely that'll happen. Hopefully it's not a New Zealander that wins both of them, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, sure. So right. what's the situation with your, with your family life here? Are you married, you got kids, or what's going on there, or single? Or uh, Yeah, no, so, yeah, just single, yep. uh, okay. yeah, here in Bendigo. So yep. it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty happy just cruising along. Yep. Uh, running takes up a fair fair chunk of my life yeah. running and work so i'm pretty um i'm pretty happy with that yeah nah just just happy kind of cruising along and yeah still i don't know both my both my parents are runners yeah. um so yeah I, they still live in bendigo so this is kind of like my um yeah i was born in colac but luckily we moved out of colac when i was five yeah. um, and moved up to bendigo and i yeah i just love it up here it's um it's just perfect for running um and really really kind of chilled out um uh, which i like and it's yeah i like being around been around the family, been pretty close to everyone and all that stuff. So it's um yeah, it's quite good. So family like your, your yeah. brothers and sisters? Uh yeah, two sisters. So And they're still um, there. They're both right? older than me. Uh one of them is. So okay. one of them's down in Melbourne, whereas the other one's here in Bendigo. So yeah, we're a we're a pretty tight knit family, which is good. Yeah, some of them one of my sisters run, the other one yeah, I don't think she'll ever become a runner. Mm, yep. <laughs> but um no, yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Hey Phil, mate, who do you go for? Uh, I'm a Geelong supporter. Ah, jeez. You, know, you so won't like me, mate. Bit... You won't like me. Uh, you're not a Sydney supporter, are you? <laughs> That's where I grew up, mate. Come on. Um, now, surely you've got to you've got to agree that kick was more than it was a mark. Yeah, I know. It but... was more than ten meters. I know, mate. But wait till next week, and we'll be saying the same about something else. Look, look. I actually oh. haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean it's. It, it happens it happens i mean yes it does it happens to us and, did... and like johnny will just say well in the, the day we shouldn't have let it get that close we should have won the game before yes. that incident you know what i mean and it's like yeah. um i don't know yeah. if it was haywood or that way that basically the umpire called call on and he was setting up for a kick and he couldn't hear it no one yelled out let's play on and someone just comes yeah down and just slammed him yep. and he, he had no idea i mean it's yeah it is, yeah. but at the end of the day, yeah. it wasn't the Sydney players' fault. It wasn't Geelong players' fault. It's the ref's call, and you just got to move on with yes. it. But um, you, yes. you don't want exactly. that to happen in the GF, do you? So at the end of the day, yes, that is true. So, yeah. but I don't know, Geelong they they couldn't kick goal in the last quarter. So as you said, it shouldn't have come down yeah. to that. But um, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm not a, I don't know, I, I enjoy watching footy, but I wouldn't say that that them losing last night has ruined my weekend. <laughs> um, so it's it's something good just to watch. But I, yeah. I don't know, I'm not a 
I'm not a really, really passionate yeah, supporter. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I, don't, I won't cry, but I mean, Swanee's lost the last two games. <laughs> I didn't want to lose three in a row, especially at home. So <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we got up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a great sleep because I, I couldn't go to bed with the way that game was going. It was just so close the whole way. But um, anyway, no, just, just out of interest. Um, I thought, man, Victorian yep. boy, you'd probably follow the AFL. Did you ever have a kick yep. around as a kid or? Um, yeah, I played footy till I was, I think, about uh, might have been thirteen. Yeah, and then I just uh, I don't know I was I was a pretty small kid growing up, so um, my I was on the wing, so it's just like yeah. <laughs> my coach's instructions: if you ever get the ball, just run, yeah. just run with the ball, just yeah. just take off and run. And uh, I I was pretty bad. I I don't think I I got many possessions, and I think I was quite happy wherever the ball was. I wasn't wished. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just it's yeah, and I I think by. By 13, I was just sick of rocking up to training and just not, I don't know, just no one there was training hard. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. And then I think that's why I was drawn to running. Just purely you put in the work. It's just you. I think I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's why I, most of us do it. Yeah. Exactly. I think a lot of runners will be like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like me, actually. And I, I like being in control and dictating kind of what I do when I do and all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I never had a, a promising AFL career and I was quite happy to uh <laughs> to yeah to yeah stop stop doing that when I was 13 and um yeah, yeah haven't really haven't really done it since yeah well is, if you did um, you do... probably would have been on your 12th surgery by now so um yes know. yes that is that is very true but I was um I was actually in I was on a, a Australian cross country junior team with uh, Mark Blickarves. Yeah. So he's uh he plays for Geelong and he's probably making a lot more money than I am at the moment and uh, has a nice house down at the surf coast. So he's he's living the dream and he's done very well for himself. Um, yeah. So it's yeah he was he was quite a good runner as a kid. Yeah. It's it's such a harsh sport and a lot of people we never hear about because um you know they just get that injury or they just can't they just can't yep. get their body strong enough um. You yeah. watch them play; it's yeah. just it's just unbelievable, and and they're so vulnerable to injury. You can see why they're doing knees every yes. week. So, so yes. yeah, I mean, us, yeah, exactly. us, uh, well, we haven't spoken about that actually. I'll just quickly touch on that. Have you had any sort of major hiccups with injuries over um, the years? Or? Not really. The only injury I've uh, I've had since being with Scotty is I actually had hamstring tendinopathy last year. Mm. Um, so it was it was actually good timing um, because I I actually did a I did a race here in Bendigo, um, and there's this really big uh, cycling event called the Bendigo International Madison, um, and it's another thing unique to Bendigo where there's this. It's a really big uh, cycling race, and it's in a velodrome. Yeah, um, no, I've been out have... to that a couple of times. I lived in Melbourne for a couple of years, and I actually was a cyclist. Oh yeah, and, um, yeah, we used to yeah. head out there to to watch it, and um, yeah, oh, it's been yeah. a while. What are the two guys from there that won the gold in the Madison? They were oh, they were from Bendigo, yes. and they used to come yes. along and do it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, I think of the names while yeah. you're talking. Uh, McGrory. Yeah, Scott yeah, McGrory? Yes, that's one M- of them. McGrory yep. and yeah. Aiken? Yeah. Aiken? Uh, yeah, Atkins. Aiken yeah. A- Aiken or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I um I do the, the the running on the infield when that's on. Yeah. Um, okay. And I do that do that every year, and it's part of the VAL, which is what stall is, so it's handicapped. Um, so I, I kind of hate. I hate handicapped racing and I don't agree with pro running. Um, but I, it's kind of good fun because they're, oh, you'd know what the crowds are like. Yeah. It's bloody like, yeah, it's packed yeah. kind of thing. Like it's, so yeah, there's actually a last year, well, 2019, sorry, I did a 800 and a 800 heat, 
800 final and then ran a mile the next day. Yeah, okay. Um, and when I I did the eights, I was like, oh, geez, I, like my hamstring doesn't feel great. And then did the mile and it, a few people that have watched me run, they're like, oh, are you injured? You just looked like you were running a bit a bit funny and I just wasn't striding out. And then sure enough, kind of two weeks two weeks later, um, hamstring was no good and got the scans and, yeah, so I had hamstring tendinopathy in my right hamstring. And so that was that was just after so world half was meant to happen i think about a month after the madison so i was kind of like thankful of covid because it yeah. would have been quite tough mentally knowing i missed something through injury whereas because yeah. i was injured i was like oh this is this is good because oh, i personally i would have struggled if if everyone was out there running running fast times and i couldn't run like that um yeah. so covid came at the perfect time and i actually didn't miss a single event so um i kind of spent oh maybe four three or four months getting that right didn't really miss much running it was um i was i probably had um there might have been one week of no running um and then it was just a gradual build up and like that's like scotty helped me so much through that and it was just very gentle and because we weren't pressured in time there was no there's this race in two months or three months and it was just very i was super lucky with that timing like yeah you couldn't pick a better time in the last 50 years to have a have an injury (laughs) it was uh i was it was really good was as as good as it could be um yeah so that that's my only injury i've ever had um i've had a tiny little bit of plantar fasciitis but that kind of disappeared didn't really stop me running so that's all i've that's all that's the only injuries and i i I put that down to like to scotty uh and he's just smart coaching and then also i do a lot of um i do a lot of strength and conditioning so i do that two or three times a week um and i'm pretty pretty diligent with that as well and i think that's um i don't know i i'm so amazed that more runners don't do it i just see it as like you have time to go for a an easy arvo double but you don't have time to go to the gym what's got to be more beneficial for you always the one that people drop before an easy run not sure why and and then then when you get injured you know why you said well i should have been doing that and then you get back to running again and you still don't go back and do it are are you doing mainly mobility type work and and body weight stuff are you lifting heavy stuff yeah i do a fair bit of uh like olympic lifting yeah um so kind of squats and deadlifts uh, power cleans bulgarian split squats all that so that's what my my job is at school part of the the program i'm in that's what we kind of do with the kids um so i'm i don't know i'm a massive believer um and i see like i see so many full-time runners that don't make it to the gym i'm like this is your job how like how do you not yeah i don't know but that's that's fine um yeah it's i see it as a an added advantage for me so yeah, they yeah. can they can keep being lazy if they want that's fine yeah. with me <laughs> well i mean so. i'm even worse because i actually have to walk through a gym that i built five or six times a day right and i still walk past <laughs> it don't I? so <laughs> I, i'm hopeless as i you know i've got a smith ray i've yeah. got it all you know i mean but i'll still walk yeah, past right. it i mean every now i go through these periods where i'll do it but then i just i just stop doing it and then i think ah oh, when, you know what it's like when you've got to go back and start all over again. You've got to go through all those doms yep. and soreness. And it's like, I don't really want yep. to have to go through that yep. again. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. once you start, yeah. you just got to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love it because it's so different to running, yeah. uh, like yeah. in running training. Yeah. Do you, I, do you I like find after you've done a session that you actually feel really good? Like there's some sort of hormonal response where you actually feel up yeah. and, and good? Yep. It's weird, yep. that, yeah, isn't yeah. it? No, I, yeah. Yeah. And I feel better. And yeah. I do I do a lot of my my gym sessions in the morning. Yeah. Um, so kind of at, at six o'clock before work, 
Uh, we have a gym at school, so I use that, and it's like obviously convenient. But yeah. I feel good, and I feel like my body actually feels better yeah. Um, yeah. after a gym session. I love getting in there, and you you pump the music, um, yeah. and you kind of. I know you do an exercise, then you sit down for a minute. Like yeah. you don't do that in running. Yeah. Like I love, I just love that it's so different, and you're not looking at your yeah. your watch all the time, going, "Oh, I've got 30 seconds left to be going again." Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, it's just so relaxed. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. I, yeah. I love it. I, but I'm lucky. It's, it's at my workplace. Yeah. I can go there whenever I Definitely. want. Like a lot of people don't have that, yeah. and there's no one ever there. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Don't have to line up. Yeah. So I know I've got it luckier than others, but yeah, it's something I'm. I'm really big on, and I think it's um, I think it's played a massive part in why I've been injury free, yeah. um, and then also why I kind of probably perform a bit better over cross country compared yeah. to say track or road. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. just that added strength that I've got. So yep. yeah, no, it's it's good. Yeah, it's when good. I get in a conversation with people, most people's response is the fact that they they're worried that it's it's going to make them sore for the actual key yeah. session they want to do the next day. Or they've yeah. got a little niggle, uh, and this is an excuse I've used many times, they've got a little niggle through the ankle or the foot, and when I try to do something in the gym, it seems to aggravate it, so I think, oh, I won't do the gym. Um, yeah. So that's all. But it's yeah. one of those things that you've got to sort of get over the top of and get through that stage, and then it comes good, but it's always making that decision to do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that first week's always the hardest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's about getting that routine and, and just being smart about it. Like, obviously, you don't want to start it the week before a big race or something but if you've just if you've just raced like that's when you start the gym and yeah i i always do it um i do my gym sessions on a monday and wednesday um and that seems to work work well with me because i do it monday morning and then by the time i come around to do a session on a a tuesday afternoon i'm i'm fully recovered um and then i do my other running session on a friday so it's kind of got plenty of time there so but i've been I've been really consistent with it, so I don't really get those DOMs yep. Um, yep. at all anymore. And it's, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of, yeah, I'm lucky. It's, I've always been really uh, consistent with it. So, no, good yeah, but I can, I can understand where people come from, but um, I don't know. They still should be doing it. I mean, we're, we're just we're just hopeless. Yes. We're just lazy. We're making excuses. But there's <laughs> no, I don't think there's anyone around that's saying that they shouldn't do it. It's just getting in and getting it done. I think once you start, like I said, you just got to keep doing it so you don't have to keep going yeah. through that rebuilding phase all the time. And yes. like you said, you obviously yeah. just what you do. You're not going to start lifting heavy the week of a marathon, but it's one of those things. It's yeah. it's that periodization, just like you do with your training. There's certain times when you're, when you're doing lighter, heavier reps or lifting heavier, whatever it might be. But but yeah, yeah. no, definitely, yeah. mate, for sure. Yeah, no, just need to be smart about it. Yeah, no, that's good, mate. And um, obviously with just starting your marathon career, let's call it that, then um, it's going to be even more important for you. So Yeah, yeah. And like, and just, that's the thing everyone says, it's all about um, marathons, all about getting to the start line fit and healthy. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's, uh, I think it's going to play a massive role in that. And I kind of, I understand what people say when they, when they say that, but I, I like a lot of people say, oh yeah, it's, like injuries it's yeah if you're training hard enough it's okay to be injured once a year or something like that and it's kind of like yeah that that's showing you're testing your body and i, I just think that's a bit of i know load of load of crap and injuries they don't have to be a part of the sport yeah. whereas i think some people just talk themselves into thinking they should be part of the sport um which i don't really agree with um and i think people I don't know. It's I, I just know that it's it really helps with me that strength and conditioning oh, stuff. So. Definitely, 
Definitely, mate. No, it's, it's good to hear that you're doing it. I'd be more nervous if you said, nah, it's a load of crap. I don't believe in that. So, <laughs> so uh, it's good that you're saying that, mate. Look, uh, that's a wrap. appreciate uh, so much giving you time today. No, thank you. Thank you. All the best always, with picking up a... Always enjoy chatting running. And... Yeah, no, definitely, mate. Uh, yeah, all the best with picking up a plane ticket, mate, uh, to one of those majors next year. It's going to be exciting. Um, like I said, there's yeah. maybe a couple more spots available. So um, I'm sure you got your eyes in World Cross and comms and... Uh, I mean, the world champs over there in Oregon, uh, they've built that new stadium over there. It's just uh, going to oh. be insane, mate. Yeah, that yeah. stadium looks, it's next level. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To have, yeah. to have a world champs in Oregon yeah. would just be, oh, yeah. yeah, you couldn't pick a more perfect spot yeah. for uh, for athletics. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really exciting. And that's, um, it's definitely in the back of my, back of my mind. And it's, um, yeah, I don't know when it's, when it's dark and I need to head out for a, a run at, at six o'clock in the morning or whatever that, it's, um, it definitely gets me out of bed, just that that thought. I think it's really important to have those goals. So it's, um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it and hopefully hopefully the world can kind of, um, I don't know, yeah, sort their shit out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, we just keep thinking it should be right by then, should be right by then, but you just keep thinking, I just don't know. I mean, even in a year's time, I th- what is it, it's uh, August or I think around about August, September next year. Mm. Maybe Com Games is, yeah, but basically around July to September next year, Coms and, and Birmingham and, uh, yeah, the World Champs over there. But you think it's over a year away, but then you just think, well, look what's happening in the last year, so... Do what everyone does, keep training, keep believing and just uh, keep hoping things are going to go ahead. But if it doesn't, there's always another race to go to and um, we'll wait yeah. and see. Yeah. No, that's all I can do. That's all I can do. Exactly. So, well, you sounds like yeah, you're doing perfect. everything right, mate. I'll just whack a link over to some of your socials. Um, yeah, perfect. Sure, uh, yeah, so it's just I'm on I'm on Instagram, but yep. I'm because uh, I'm a teacher, it's it's on private. So if I, if I know you, I might accept. Yeah, um, yeah, cool. Yep. But if I, if I don't, don't get offended. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. But no, probably the best spot. Best spot to follow me is uh, on Strava. So yeah, that's all. That's all public and all that. And you can kind of see what I'm doing. And excellent. There's a lot of bad emojis that are getting thrown around at the moment after the Benigo Bats <laughs> performance yesterday, which is which is exciting. So jump on, jump on board the Benigo Bats. Sent a text to to Moose yet or what? He, no, he, re- he replied to my story and he said something about this is the same as women running winning the women's race. But then I told him that he uh, that we actually ro- we lapped. Ballarat so um I don't know yeah, yeah. he's he's in hiding I, I think he could have raced yesterday but he didn't want to get his pants pulled down so mm, yeah, that's yeah. all right yeah cool right. oh you'll take the line with him up uh, <laughs> up on the goalie anyway so hopefully yeah, you guys exactly. turn up there really fit yeah yeah hopefully but he's a he's a beast over the marathon so we'll um yeah it's good. yeah wait wait and see what happens up there exactly mate all right, mate. Thank you so much. I'll whack those links over for nah. your listeners. And, uh, yeah, cheers. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Andy. Nah, thanks, mate. Thank you.